Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Justin Madden's got the sit, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken. Matthews hit it. Oh, oh, oh. Talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Oh, Matthew, it's that time of the day and the week again when Australia tunes in to This Is Your Football Life with special thanks to Tobin Brothers. We're celebrating the footy life of a star today. And the VFL and AFL is a wonderful Australian game and thousands of men have played the game at the highest level. Some play and move on, others, well, they have more of an impact like our special guest here today. And a select few make a lasting impression that will indelibly be recorded in the history of the game forever. Such is the case with today's great. And like all of my guests, this man has, well, he's earned the term great. And Brad Ottens, this is your football life. Welcome to the show. G'day, Rexy. Thanks very much for that, mate. Uh, we we have a little, uh, a little bit of uh, a background because... We were both number fives at Richmond, but I was able to reach the, the, the top of the tree a couple of times, and you had to leave your beloved Tigers to go down the road. But what a journey it was uh, right throughout your football life. Yeah, there, I was just looking it up before, actually. There has been a couple of uh, couple of similarities with you and I. With number six at Geelong, too, which, is, yes. which I always found pretty, pretty amusing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, it was... Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I was thinking about. I, I often think about my time at Richmond, and as you say, you were able to um, to uh, achieve team glory with that great club, and it was one thing that I wish, which I had have been able to as well. But um, obviously, really fortunate to have been able to play play at the, at the Tigers for so long. It's such a great, you know, traditional Melbourne club. But um, as you say, it sort of had to had to move down the highway to to achieve the success that. I was lucky enough to be a part of. Tell us about your first memories, your first thoughts of a happy childhood growing up in South Australia. Your dad was a, a fantastic footy player. Tell us about uh, little Bradley Ottens kicking a footy over the over the border. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I grew up. My my really junior years were um, spent growing up in the Northern Territory, actually. So um, a long way away from from much team, much footy up there. There was a lot of rugby and. Um, rugby league, rugby union, um, did a lot of athletics and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, grew up. My early footy memories were were just probably going flicking through a bit of dad's, you know, the old the old newspaper clippings and um, looking over a few of his, you know, the trophy cabinet of of what he was able to achieve in his career. He was lucky enough to play in a couple of flags in for Sturt in Adelaide and and grew up with you know school teachers telling me all about you know what Dino was able to do and yeah. Um, 
I guess in those days it was, you know, that's sort of a little bit of a little bit of a fire in, in me as, as far as you know, just understanding what um, what it meant to a lot of people and and that the old man sort of had that influence on other people's lives and and the the impact that his footy had on other people was something that I. Yeah, I sort of remember. Mm. Yeah, a lot of school teachers in in the territory, and that were from were from South Australia, and they yeah. all knew all knew Dad's name and would tell, would tell me about him. So that was something pretty special. Too right, and don't worry about it because you know we just don't have to say your dad was a great player because he was, and I can tell you because uh, I'm showing my age a bit now. I I played against your father, so uh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, 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 Brad Ottens is our special guest for Tobin Brothers celebrating his wonderful footy life. At what stage as a kid? Growing up, did you think, number one, I really love this game because you don't do what you and other stars do without loving it, but I reckon I can be okay at it. When do you reckon the penny dropped, Bradley? Well, yeah, as I said, I grew up in, in the Territory. I went to boarding school in Adelaide, and that's sort of when I started to get to get into footy. I sort of hadn't really had a had a huge, you know, had a whole lot to do with footy up until that stage. So I... Um, Sort of probably the age of 13, 14, I was playing school footy, um, and that was when the passion sort of started. You know, I started to realise one, as you say, how much I loved it. And um, as I as I got older and as I played more footy, and I, I probably grew grew into it. I was I was I was always really tall and gangly and pretty uncoordinated early on. So it probably took me a little while to to sort of grow into my body. But by the time I was sort of 15, 16, I was I'd been lucky enough to play a few state, you know. State carnivals and mm. and that sort of thing, and they were that was when I started to think that maybe it was you know it was something that I was I was I was I was sort of a bit gifted with, and um, and luckily enough, as the you know the development process always generally goes, I sort of sort of kept being a part of those those elite teams and elite programs, and got better yeah. and better, and um, but yeah, probably probably that that boarding school time, or you know kicking footies with your mates, sort of living with your mates is always someone to have a kick with, and um, go and kick, kick goals from the boundary and all those sorts of things that we spent hours doing and that's sort of probably where the passion came from I suppose. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Brad Ottens and it's great to have the young champion here recently retired but what a performance he's given over his career and he continues in footy today tell us about the journey that uh, landed you at Punt Road Richmond uh, take us back to uh, you know the draft and uh, and 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 people saying, "Well, we need to get this kid." Tell us how you ended up at Punt Road. Well, um, I'd, I'd played a couple of good years. I'd played a year of senior footy with Glenelg um, in nineteen ninety-seven. Yep. Um, and and had sort of I'd been I'd played under 18s and um, had done okay in the two years previous. Um, and I guess Travis Johnson was always touted as number one going to Melbourne. Um, and I and you know I was sort of I was probably the next one. There was a really strong group of group in that that draft with Chad Corns and Trent Crowe and Chris Tarrant and all these guys who were who were really good players. Goodness me! Um, but Richmond were I don't know Richmond were really keen and Greg Beck came over. Um, Greg Beck and and Jeff Geeshan at the time came over and had, had dinner with with Mum and myself and um, and yeah look I, I think that was probably they sort of committed to me that they were more than likely going to pick me at number two. And um, the draft, lucky enough, draft was in Adelaide that year and went along to the draft and they, and they called the name out with number two and, and I put the I put the, the yellow and black on and it felt pretty good, Rexy. So it looked was, pretty was, good I, too. 
As I said, I felt really lucky that I was able to yeah. go to such a great club. It was, um, it, was a, it was a real privilege. Brad Ottens, did you think that that year at senior level in your domestic competition in South Australia sort of prepared you a bit better than coming on raw as a youngster only playing junior ranks when you first made your debut in 98 in round one for the Tigers? Yeah, no doubt, Rexy. That was... Um... That was an advantage I felt I had over a lot of those other guys that I mentioned. Chad Corns was another one who he, he played with me at Glenelg, and we we both played a little bit of senior footy that year. But coming up, I guess the younger kids, the kids coming out of the TAC comp, as as strong as that is, and as rich in talent as that is, I felt that it was a was a, it was a pretty big part of my footy development. We were we were a struggling club, Glenelg back then. We only won three or four games for the year, but um, that that exposure to playing against men as a as a as a young young bloke was um you know it was probably and probably learning the learning the tough times of sort of going through those tough periods of, of losing a lot of games and oh. um was yeah definitely was something that I felt helped my footy development for sure yeah uh but you really got going you know 98 playing 12 games but 99 2000 you missed a game only in those two years you started to be a genuine ruck forward, kicking goals. And, you know, you had uh, in 2001, which was the barnstorming run to the prelim, you kicked 46 goals and averaging 13 hit-outs and 15 disposals. You were in fine form. Um, it was an exciting time making the preliminary final, but there was a lot of hype about it because of the lack of success the Tigers had had prior to that. It was. Yeah, it was. We, um, yeah, from memory, I think we scraped into the top four that year. Um Against winning against North Melbourne, I think. Uh, Essendon, sorry, in the last round. Um, yeah, look, I, it it was it was uh, it was it was hugely exciting. That was that was one of the highlights probably of my footy career. Obviously, um, the the premiership years at Geelong were were at the top, but this, that year of, of playing in a prelim with Richmond was um was pretty special. It was you know you sort of I got a, it was then I got an appreciation for what the the Richmond faithful really were. Obviously, it had been, as you say, a um, a period of a long period of sort of, of not a whole lot of team success, and mm. um, to to have been able to to have been able to be a part of that year and to see the support grow each week, and um, and you know, in those last sort of five or six rounds of the year, we were having 80,000 come come along to, does, to a game each week at the G, and it was yeah, it was pretty special, you know. It was, yeah, I, I can remember. I can remember Bradley uh, the time on Three OW when we, we when it was our turn to pick number one, we would just go to Richmond or Collingwood just because of the hype of both sides, and it was a great buzz, and you could probably get some idea of what it was like in that sixties and seventies. Uh, Brad yeah. is Brad Ottens, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're here for Tobin Brothers. And the first Tobin Brothers branch opened in North Melbourne way back 80 years ago, and these days is home to their head office and chapel. Today, Tobin Brothers Funerals is still owned by the Tobin family and is trusted and a household name with 22 locations and over 190 trained professionals. Find out more about tobinbrothers.com.au. And Brad, you might not know, but this has been going for three years. This is your footy life. And look, without being too morbid, I, I, I go to so many people's funerals and I find out what great people and, and I'm fascinated on what they've done while they're alive that I said, hmm. why don't we do this with footy? You have earned your time here. Uh, what uh, we're going to do is finish up at Richmond and out of the break, uh, you know, start that magnificent journey to Geelong. But I need you to just go back to 2003 when you had back surgery 
And I've just had back surgery as a pensioner. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to have back surgery as a league footy player. Did that really test your mettle? Yeah, it did a bit. Oh, yeah, it did a bit. That was probably my first real... Um, that was the first injury that I'd really had that, that forced me to miss any number of games. So um, as a 22-year-old 20, I was, turning 23, I was probably coming into coming into the prime of my footy career, I guess. And, um, and I guess the thing that worried me about, about that surgery was that was sort of the similar similar sort of surgery or injury that Gary Lyon had had. And, and, had, and I'd sort of... I'd heard a lot about the, the, the troubles that he'd had with, mm. and it pretty much obviously had a huge impact on his career. So I was, I guess, I was concerned that that it was, you know, it was something that I, might, I may not fully recover from. I was lucky yeah. enough, luckily enough, that I was, I was had a really good surgeon and I had a I had a really good rehab and I was able to recover, you know, 100 percent from that 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 injury. So, but at the time, yeah, as a young bloke, you, you know, injuries are. Injuries. I'd, I'd been lucky up until then, and I, was, so I sort of counted myself pretty fortunate in that regard. But it was a bit of a, you know, one of those things that injuries come with footy, I suppose. So I was, I was lucky. I was lucky that I was able to come through that without too too much trouble. And yibbity yibbity, folks. This voice is Brad Ottens. I had just so many enjoyable times on the microphone broadcasting this young man, who just uh, had just a class oozed all over him. And Brad Ottens for 245 games at the highest level for Richmond and Geelong. Triple Premiership player at the Cattery, 27, 209, 211, and 2001, an All-Australian representative. So on the other side of this, folks, uh, we get to a sad time for the Tigers where Bradley heads down the Geelong road. But little did he know then that this young star was to become an absolute star with one of the greatest teams the game has ever seen. I'm Rex Hunt. We're on air for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. And Brad Ottens, this is your football life. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. Well, celebrating the footy life of uh, Bradley Ottens, Matthew. And I hope you're enjoying it all over Australia and, in fact, by the World Wide Web for Tobin Brothers, and we're celebrating the footy life of Bradley Ottens, who seems like in a very, very good place. And uh, and just asking you that, uh, Brad, uh, have you have you just accepted the fact that your on-field career is over and you've moved on because you feel, to me, as if you're in a pretty good place? Yeah, definitely, Rexy. I sort of feel feel pretty good about life at the moment. I um, I've you know moved away from footy when. When I when I retired, I stayed a little bit involved, but I was, I was lucky enough to do a few things, few things away from footy, which has been great and I've really enjoyed. And um, yeah, look, it's, it lost, lost been good. Just had had a little boy, he's about <laughs> to turn six months, which is which has been, a, you know, so lost sort of lost, lost pretty good. And, and what's this young fella's name? Uh, little Johnny Dean. Johnny Dean Ottens. Well, I'll, I'm now I might broadcast when I'm a hundred. Here comes Johnny Dean Ottens, a wavy fan. It's a great time. Uh, let's go back to the end of 2006, which saw you drive down the Geelong Road and your football world, and probably you know your private world, changed forever. Tell us about how you ended up all of a sudden. I'm at Canadian Park. My goodness me, I used to play for Richmond. Tell us about that. Yeah, look, I. Um... 
it was probably a pretty pretty difficult time early on, Rexy. To be honest, it was um, you know, the initial decision to, to to decide to leave Richmond was a really tough one. Um, you know, having played, as I said, feeling really lucky to play with such a great club for so long, I was you know it was obviously a huge huge decision to to then decide to leave leave the club. But um, you know, as, as at the time, it was really difficult. But obviously, looking back, it, it was a good. It was a great outcome, but um, you know, with the scrutiny that came with that when I when I moved was probably something I wasn't overly prepared for, and something that I found pretty difficult early on. Um, you know, with form and stuff, probably didn't come didn't come um, come easily in that, that that early part of that pre-season, and probably that early part of early '06 was it was it probably wasn't a particularly easy year for me footy-wise. But um, yeah, look, it was uh, you know, reflecting on it, it was one of the it was the best decision I probably made in my footy career, and, um, and really fortunate to have been able to go to such a great club in Geelong and, and meet so many great people, and, and be lucky enough to be a part of some, some team success was, was um, something that I was really fortunate to be able to be a part of. They are a great club because great clubs are made of fantastic people, and uh, you know Frank Costa and uh, Brian Cook uh, got together a fantastic team both on and off the field. Uh, and almost immediately you tasted what finals was about because Geelong was starting to really get some momentum. They had a disappointing loss in a preliminary final, you know, at uh, Harborside. But uh, in 2006, yeah. you had a fantastic year. You played every game for the Cats and uh, and made the semifinals. Uh, 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 beg your pardon. Was it 2007 or 2006 that you first uh, tasted finals? Well, I, I didn't play in the finals in '06. I was I played every game up until around '19 or '20, yeah. I think it was. Is that when you took that uh, humongous mark out at the Olympic Stadium? Yeah, that was '06. Yeah. yeah, that was '06. I um, yeah, I'd, I'd managed to get a bit of form up throughout that year, but ripped a tore a tendon in my groin at sort of late in the year, and so missed 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 the final series that year. As you, as you mentioned, we we got got done by Sydney in the in the thriller at at, um, at the SCG with Nick Davis kicking the goal with oh, me. Um, but yeah, that was I mean still to be involved. That was that was my first sort of taste of final since 2001, obviously with yeah with Tigers. So um, you know I think yeah that was they they went on to win the flag. So it's probably pretty fitting that they beat us that night. But um yeah look that that was that was still you know that was why I wanted to change clubs was to go to a, a successful club and a club that I thought was going to be able to to be a contender and win finals. And well, certainly um, did that. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, 2007, uh, you know, I know that, you know, people say, oh, what's your favourite year? That They're all favourite because they're, you know, if, particularly if you win a premiership. But 2007, after such a drought since 1963, uh, the preliminary final was probably a... Very important moment for you because you were best on ground, and I must uh, just try and get into your mind that you might have thought I'm a show here to get a medallion with a fantastic group of guys. Yeah, definitely, mate. That was um, that was the I don't know that was the goal. I think the, the common goal for everyone, but I think the reality of that of us being able to achieve that maybe set in probably halfway through the year when we were starting to just improve and get better and better and. Um, you know, everyone. You know, that team at that time was pretty special. There were some, some amazing players, and and all of them were, were in really good form that year. And um, 
Yeah, I think I just remember an overwhelming feeling. You mentioned before it's been a long time since yeah '63 and since Geelong and all the, the lost grand finals in the in the '90s. And um, I remember feeling a, a pretty overwhelming sort of feeling of of expectation and um, there was a bit of hype building. Obviously, with Geelong being being one club town that you know the, the the town gets behind their footy club, but there was a there was also a huge huge amount of you know that it was almost a, a feeling of stress over everyone hoping that you know this was the year that we were going to be able to finally get the job done yeah. for the first time in a long time. And um, luckily us as we as we showed yeah, got got over the line, fell over the line in that in that prelim, and then the following week was, was, a, was a pretty special game for for a lot of people, yeah, me included. What were the feelings when you, well, you just demolished Port Adelaide, but you know you never, ever got it, but what were the feelings when that siren went? You know, on 3AW, I saw Billy Brownless at the boundary line uh, for Triple M in tears. Uh, Doug Wade was really emotional. Frank Costa and uh, Brian Cook embraced each other. You know, you talk about the stress going in, but the absolute relief and euphoria, it just must have been great to be part of all that excitement, Brad. Yeah, it was, mate. That was, um, as I said, that that expectation and the um, the pressure that built over it throughout that year. It was. I remember the the feeling that off the most overwhelming sort of emotion I had was, as you said, relief. Just that we were able to. Everyone expected us to win that day, and we, you know, the pressure was completely on us. And and you know, we'd we'd finished the barnstorming year. We'd sort of won 19 or something on the trot, and we'd we'd had a, an amazing year. But yeah. It, we still had to finish it off, and um, Port Adelaide had beaten us at, at home. I don't know; it was around 21 or something. So it wasn't all that long ago that that, that Port Adelaide had, had rolled us on our own. Yeah, down at Kidinia yeah, Park, yeah. where you never lost. Yeah, that's right. And I think that was probably in the back of a lot of our minds. But um, yeah, as you, when you say what what did I feel when the sign when it was just yeah, it was just complete relief that we were able to <laughs> you know cap off what what, what was a pretty special year. Um, and, and, yeah, and to be able to be a part of that yeah. flag in 39 years or whatever it was, it's, it's pretty amazing. As a senior professional star of our game, you know to win you must lose. And 2008, uh, not a wake-up call, but it just goes to show. You think you might be in for a little bit of a uh, double-up, and all of a sudden yeah. a young side like Hawthorne comes out and goes bang. And uh, not a wake-up call, but my goodness me, it probably just highlights the fact of how hard they are to win, Brad Ottens. Oh, absolutely, Rexy. That was one that people often ask ask me about, and that's probably not one that I, I like to think about all that much. But as you say, you, you win them and you lose them, and that was that was a pretty pretty trying time. On you know, losing grand final is a is a something you never want to experience, but it's something that also shapes you a lot. I think as a as a player and as a, as a team for us, it definitely did anyway. So um, another year that I think we were probably expected to win the way that we. We'd finished the year in 07, I think, and the way that we played the year um, in 08, we were, we were you know, probably the, the form team of the competition throughout the whole year, and the, the expectation was that we were going to go on and win, win a, a back-to-back flags. But, yeah, history, you know, Hawthorne were, were too good for us that day, and it was, um, yeah, it was one of those things. It's, it's um, you know, that, the, the, that, that was probably the... That was the point to it. They were yes. too good for us in the day. And, um, as I said, it, I think it shaped us and it formed 
a bit of a resilience within our team and within our club, and, and we were lucky enough to bounce back the following year. And I wonder whether, I often wonder whether we would have won the 09 flag if it hadn't been for losing the, the 08 grand final. So yeah. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, I see in the media guide, Brad Ottens, you you're back down at Cadinia Park and uh, working with a young ruckman. You know, young Zach Smith. Goodness me, if he ever gets on the track enough, how's he going to be? Reece Stanley, you know, mm-hmm. who's got a really good uh, look about him with Nathan Vardy and Big Mark uh, Blysavs. There's plenty of uh, plenty of tall timber to work there. Are you enjoying it? Do you do you say, look, I'm really looking forward to getting down with the kids today. Yeah, I am, mate. I, it's, it's a really part-time role, and it's, and it's sort of... Um, I work pretty closely with Nigel Lappin, and some weeks I'll go down there, and some weeks I won't. If it sort of fits in, it's pretty it's pretty loosely organised. But Yeah. Um, look, it, it is. It's great. You mentioned a few of those names. Mitch Clark is another one. Who, oh, you know, yeah. There's some there's some good big guys there now, and, and if, uh, as you mentioned, if they can stay fit, um, you know, I'm hopeful that they can all contribute, have great contributions for the Cats this year. So, um, look, yeah, I've, I've always loved sort of that that part-time coach, coaching sort of role because it's something that I know and something that I love. And um, So to be able to hopefully help those boys develop a little bit is, is, is really rewarding and I'm, and I'm really enjoying it, yeah. Well, our time's just about gone, but I've got a trivia question for you. Right off the top <laughs> of me, it's gone. Can you name two tall young Ruckman forwards who both played for Richmond and Geelong? Both wore number five at Richmond and number six at Geelong and share five flags between them, but uh, they weren't uh, with the side of choice. Uh, do you know who they are? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> uh. Yeah, look, yeah, look, as, as we said at the start, mate, there's a, there's a lot of similarities between your, your and my career. <laughs> there is, and uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed the chat and... Uh, a whole football community of which you know it. It's a wonderful community. Wish you and Sarah and uh, little Johnny Dean the very, very best in your private life and your business. And thanks for joining us, young man, because when the history of the game is written, Bradley Ottens, you'll take your rightful place amongst the stars of the game. And I hope that you have nothing but happiness and success after your retirement from footy. Good on you, Rex. Appreciate that, mate. Thanks very much. And if you'd like to hear more extended versions of this interview with Brad uh, Ottens, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Football Life. This has been This Is Your Football Life. Thanks to Tobin Brothers. Yibbity yibbity. Celebrating lives. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.